0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. I hope you've had a fantastic week. I'm finally getting over my bizarre little sickness that is now going on three weeks. I do still have a VIX ready to roll. My humidifier is all the way up, so we're turning up. On Thursday, um, wow, lots to discuss. Lots to discuss. I'm very excited because today, if you have heard uh, Alyssa Amoroso, she has a podcast called Tea with Publicity. She's going to be on to talk about the state of Summer House, and I love her on social media. But I think this is going to be great because she used to be an entertainment publicist. So I think a lot of the questions that were that are coming up in the season of Summer House is in regards to you know Carl's you know situation with lover boy and you know how calculated or manipulative is lindsay and and those are the questions that people ask right um, but first things first we're going to go ahead and get into the pop 3 these are the biggest reality tv headlines of the week starting with vanderpump rules we got the reunion details because quite frankly the cast can't shut up well i shouldn't say the cast it's mostly la la Sheena. Um, Katie sometimes only when she go on goes on uh the vile files, which drives me insane because for Nick Vial to get so many exclusive interviews with the Vanderpump Rules crew and for him to call her Ariana the whole entire time, like on multiple episodes, just drives me nuts. But anywho, okay, so I got most of this information from Andy's radio show, Radio Andy. So he says in the upcoming reunion, obviously a lot of it, well, all of it is, is the scan of all. Lala was saying that, you know, before camera started rolling on the reunion, producer sent out a little poll and was like, uh, do you guys want Sandoval to come out later? Because we want to give you a, an opportunity to share your storylines. But we fear if he and Raquel are there the whole time, that they'll just overshadow everything. And Lala was like, well, you know, I think our storylines are important. What I'm going through with Randall, and got married. Katie was dealing with stuff with Schwartz and Raquel. So let's give everybody the opportunity to speak. She said that that did not happen. Um, she said as soon as they were all in the same room together, it was gloves out. Clause out, however you want to say it. Um, Andy did say he did separate interviews with Tom, Ariana, and Raquel. And he asked them many of the same questions because he said he had his own concerns and he wanted them to own, he says, own things I wanted to confront them about. So I'm interested to see what exactly that means. Like if it literally is three one-on-ones or if it was like a Tom and Raquel together, a Tom and Ariana together, uh, but it looks like we'll be getting some one-on-ones. They did something like that with Robin Dixon uh, when the whole one cheating situation happened and it was a flop in my opinion. So hopefully this one's better. Andy also called it a real reckoning and said that fans will get to hear their side of the story, Tom and Raquel. And also he's like, if you want the cast to go head-to-head with these guys and confront them in an aggressive manner, you are going to see it. Um, They wrap filming in five hours, which for a reunion is very short. Um, Normally, it's a whole-day affair. So the fact that they got everything they needed in five hours, um, and, I mean, we'll get to this, how many parts it's going to be. I have a feeling the whole entire thing is going to be pretty um, explosive. Now, Sheena talked a lot on her podcast, Shenanigans, about – the restraining order of it all. She was like, you know, when Raquel was on stage, I had to watch from my trailer and vice versa. So it's just it's so wild that we're we're gonna live in a time where Sheena had a temporary restraining order that was literally dropped the next day and Raquel didn't show up to court. Um, so I really wish we would have been able to see those two talk about this because it's one of the huge subplots, you know, that went on here, but unfortunately not. Um, So I've heard that it's going to be two parts. I heard that it's going to be three parts and then an additional like secrets revealed only streaming on Peacock. They're trying to get you to get that Peacock app any way they can, but don't worry. I got the app. So if you don't want to buy it, I'll watch it. I'll recap it on the pod and we'll be good as gold. You know, you're watching too much Vanderpump Rules. I didn't even think about that. Like that just came out of me. That came from within my soul. It's living inside of me. The ghost of Sheena Shea. Um, Also, something that I want to talk about is people are talking about the fight. Who fought? My prediction is James and Schwartz. But a lot of people thought it was the two Toms. Um, And they're taking this little snippet from a Jax Taylor red carpet interview. And now I could have seen a different a different version that didn't give the beginning context of it. But everyone said that Jack said, Tom, what I saw, he didn't say Tom. He just said, I talked to the two guys and these publications, you know how sometimes when you read something and there will be something in um, like the little brackets, it's because they don't actually say their name. Right. So So Tom was in the brackets and then jacks continued on so they're saying like the context is here we're talking about tom but when i go back and watch the interview i near i never hear him say the word tom i hear him say it was the two boys i talked to them after and you know he's still on good terms with james so if it was schwartz and james he very easily could have talked to them after and if he said it was the two boys there's only I mean, there's only three boys and I really don't think it was Tom Sandoval. So my prediction is that it was James and Schwartz that they were fighting. Um, I don't know. I mean, in the trailer, you see uh, you see James throw a drink in, in Schwartz's face. So maybe the feud is continuing to brew. Okay, let's move on to headline number two. Arena from Love is Blind issued a public apology this week for her behavior on the show. Um, She said she has privately apologized to the people she's hurt. She was sorry to the people who watched and felt mad that she was mistreating people. And she's like calls them out by name, Zach, Bliss, Chelsea, Amber. Um, She says she wants to add value to people and make people feel seen. Being on the show was a mirror put in front of her face and that none of those things were okay. She also said she hopes she can one day share her experience for what was going on emotionally with that, which is a bid for the reunion, right? I hope one day I have the platform to be able to tell the masses what I was thinking, otherwise known as invite me to the reunion because I'm a big part of the show. People are talking about me and people want to hear what I have to say. live reunion show, by the way, only the second time in Netflix history that they're doing a live show. The first one was Chris Rock's selective outrage. So interested to see how that's going to go. At least we know it's not going to be 18 parts that don't make any sense. Can I be really honest? And this might be an unpopular opinion. In fact, I know that it is an unpopular opinion, but like, why does arena need to apologize to us? Like apologize to the people that you were rude to, you know, Zach, especially, she was so mean to him, but she's a reality TV villain. Like on the show, she portrayed as a great person. No, but like, does my life change whatsoever with this public apology? No. And is she going to be liked all of a sudden? Probably not. I think what this kind of comes down to is she has to deal with public perception and maybe... Maybe that's the reason for the apology. You know, she wants that public perception of her to change. I don't think it really does change with a two-minute Instagram reel. I just, I just think it's a bit much, right? Honestly, from the viewer's standpoint, like... What are we, what are we doing? I think back to Spencer Pratt. Okay. The golden boy of reality TV villains would be canceled so quick in today's day and age. And now 15 years later, he's telling us, Oh, the whole show was fake. Like you guys don't know that. And he's now maybe not to everybody, but like one of the most beloved people in reality TV, people actually really like Spencer now. So I don't know. I just find it a little bit unnecessary that we're holding these like reality TV personalities who are just normal people to this like like cancel culture standard. It's not like a Kim Kardashian moment. Like this is her 15 minutes. She's not going to be well liked. Okay, so what? Like let's keep it moving. I was reading some of the comments too and somebody said like I believe she feels bad and will learn in time, but this video felt rehearsed. Yeah, it's going to be rehearsed. You think she's going to go on there and have these millions of people dissect her public apology for being rude in a pod on a reality show? Like People are going to absolutely destroy her in the comments no matter what she does. You're going to rehearse it. I would rehearse it. I wouldn't want to go on there looking a hot mess. Everything just gets, you know, blown out of proportion, I think, on social media. And I want to be clear. She sucks. <laughs> like, like watching what she does on the show. She sucks. But it's reality TV. It's not that serious. It's love is blind. Okay, let's move on to our third and final headline. Dolores Catania, the first housewife to admit this week that she is using the weight loss drug, Ozempic. So this weight loss shot has taken Hollywood and housewives by storm. And Dolores was on Watch What Happens Live this week. And Andy says to her, Dolo, you look thin. And then he says, Ozempi? And she says, yes, along with half of my cast. So, you know, she's really the first person to come out and say, I'm using this, even though we all know that a lot of them are using it. Um, When Andy asked, like if there were any side effects, she just says, no, I'm just not hungry. And I might be the only one, but like to me, it doesn't matter if I'm hungry or not. I'm eating. Like I'm the type of girl that being really full and being really hungry feel the same to me. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if I'm not hungry. I'm eating. So I'm not sure that Ozempic would work all that well for me either. But she says um that she's actually taking Monwaro. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to meals dot com slash poptox fifty and use code poptox fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next month. That's code poptox fifty at factormeals.com dot com slash poptox fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next month while your subscription is active that it's another part of the Ozempic branch. And if you want to learn more about these uh, weight loss shots, you got to go back and listen to my deep dive with uh, Dana Omari, IG famous by Dana. She really did a great job breaking down what exactly this is. So there are two big arguments going on on social media right now about her admitting this, you know, one that this is unhealthy and triggering and the other is that people are like, well, at least she's, she's the only one telling the truth. Unlike Kyle Richards, who allegedly dropped 50 pounds just by not drinking alcohol. Like it's absurd. You see Erica Jane on the red carpet. Like these people don't even look like the same people. And here's what I'll say about this. I don't know much about the research. I'm not a scientist, so I don't know. Like when it comes to side effects and, you know, long-term situations, but it does, it does sound unhealthy, right? Like if I had to make an educated guess, if Dolores is saying, I just don't eat, that's unhealthy. And Andy even said on his radio show that somebody messaged him or sent in a question or something along those lines and said, Andy, this is like the third guess that you have praised for looking thin, like isn't that kind of not what we're about anymore? Like being thin isn't the goal, being healthy and having a good relationship with food. That's the goal, right? On the other side of things, I don't think that it's like out of the realm of possibility that these women are so scrutinized for the way that they look being on these reality TV shows. I mean, even when they post a photo, they're like, your face looks different and like, did you get a boob job? I mean, the, the comments are like endless. So the social media and the fame and the fandom causes a lot of these reality stars to have a really negative relationship with body image. So it's like, don't first of all, don't comment things like that because you wouldn't like it if somebody said that to you. Like just a rule of thumb, PSA for me, don't talk about women's bodies. Um, but I mean, we'll find out in the future what this does to people. Obviously, we don't know the long-term side effects of it. I will say that there is this um, narrative online that that this drug is hard to come by, that there are people that use it. That have diabetes that need it and they're not able to get it. When we did the deep dive with Dana, she said that's not entirely accurate. So there's a lot of information out there and I know it's easy to get confused. And like I said, all I can really speak for from is not necessarily the science behind it, but just how I can understand how these reality TV stars would cave to the pressure of a quick fix. You know what I mean? So TBD on that. Okay. Now it's time for this week's deep dive. I'm super excited. We're going to talk the state of summer house with Alyssa Amoroso. You might know her from tea with publicity. She's a former entertainment publicist turned social media influencer and star. And I'm so excited because I just checked this week's summer house ratings was like horrific. So we're going to talk to her about what she thinks they need to do moving forward to get back on track and just break down this season that has been truly dreadful. Let's welcome Alyssa. Alyssa, thank you for joining MPT. Thanks for having me. I am so excited because, I mean, I love your social media anyways, but I also Mm -hmm. love your takes on Summer House because sometimes I want to shake the fan base because I'm like, you guys don't get it. And I feel like I see your clips. I'm like, Alyssa gets it. (laughs) I (laughs) thought you would be the perfect person because we're halfway through the season and it's just not hitting. I think we can Mm -hmm. all agree. What, let's just start with your first impression on this season. So I think, before we
1: even jump in, I think what you said is so accurate because sometimes I'm like, why is no one articulating like the thoughts that I'm having? Yeah. Because when you are in a group text with your friends, they're sharing the same sentiment as you. But then you go online and no one is saying the same things. And I'm like, yeah. am I crazy? Um, so I always try to just like share my opinion, even if it's like not the popular one. hmm. But I do feel like a lot of people feel the way you and I are feeling. It's just like maybe not something that's like as easy to vocalize because yes. it's like kind of hard to like sometimes pinpoint what you're not even liking about the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's so much this season that I'm just like not really loving or connecting with. I think first of all, um, the ratio of female to male Is just like really off. I think there's a huge um, discrepancy in the ages. Like some people are 25, other people are 40. Mm -hmm. Um, It just feels like a little off balance this season, and it doesn't feel like super cohesive.
0: Yeah. What do you think about the newbies? Cause we real, I mean, we've seen none of Chris and I will yeah. say this past episode, I think we had big moments for both Gabby and Sam, you mm-hmm. know, when Sam kind of really articulated the situation with Danielle and Lindsay, where she says, you know, if you need alcohol to have this friendship, like that's another problem. And then I also loved Gabby's moment when she's like, you know, if, if it comes across to you, like I am being what, what was it? Maybe arrogant. She's like, mm. I'm, I'm not gonna. Maybe I'm overcorrecting, but I'm not gonna change myself because I took a long time to get here. But honestly, it was. It wasn't even until like those moments where I was like, "Oh, like they maybe they could stay a couple
1: of seasons." I 100% agree. I think that um, I saw today in page six that um, Sammy, Sammy, that's her name, right? She Sam, com- yeah, Sam. She confirms that her and Corey are dating. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, I think he could be a great addition to the show. I think she'll probably stay because she does have a big personality. And I also do agree with her opinions when she vocalizes them. I feel like newbies don't have an opportunity a lot of time to vocalize Mm -hmm. their opinions. And you usually have to see that second season. But the little bit that we've seen, I've already agreed with her like more um, than some of the house. I think what's happening that what's the disconnect is that people don't like Lindsay for other reasons Mm -hmm. and they're using her relationship with Carl as a crutch to finally go after her. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I actually think if you're looking at her relationship with Carl, it's like, seems like the healthiest relationship she's ever been in. It seems like she's in the stage of her life where she wants to settle down and she Mm -hmm. wants to be with someone and she wants to start a family. And if she wants to like be sober or support him, like, In my opinion, that's her prerogative, and I don't really understand because I feel like it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. If she drinks every weekend, then she's not a great girlfriend. If she doesn't drink, then she's boring. So I feel like she's in a lose-lose, and people are almost using her relationship with Carl as a reason to be like, "Mm, we don't like like Lindsay. It's like, no, you don't like Lindsay for other things.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I even read an interview that she did with Bryce Sanders in Mm -hmm. Entertainment Tonight. And she said, I mean, even look at Winter House, which was six months before. And Lindsay was completely sober. And you have Paige say she should stay sober. And then six months later, they're at Summer House and they're like, why are you changing your drinking habits for your partner? So, you know, she had the same sentiment where she's like, I feel like no matter what I do, I'm fighting a losing battle. Obviously, early in the season, it was the Carl versus Kyle, which I really don't feel like has been resolved. They're just Mm, sweeping it under the rug. But that has been, that has been, or not Kyle, Carl's MO from the beginning. I mean, he never has liked confrontation. Anytime there was a confrontation, he like ran the other way. But I thought this from the beginning, and, and this is one of the points where I'm like, nobody is understanding this when they're in business together, Carl is the VP of sales. Why is the VP of sales doing a 15 city tour Mm -hmm. in different cities doing these meet and greets? Like, is that part of the job? And I think you made a great point where he's then acting more like a brand ambassador doing all of these influencer events that maybe he's not getting paid for. Can you break that down a little bit more?
1: Yeah. So my perspective on that, um, at being a former publicist, I was looking at the situation and I, if I was Lindsay, I'm just putting myself in her shoes as the girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I'd probably be giving similar advice to her behind the scenes to be completely transparent. And I don't know what she is or isn't saying, but I'm just saying I could only imagine. Right. Um, And how I feel is that basically it is probably normal for head of sales to go to these types of things. Like, I do believe that is normal. I think the differentiator here is that they're not a normal person. Mm-hmm. They're a quote unquote celebrity or influencer, whatever you want to call it. They're a public figure, let's say. So, the issue is when you're a public figure and you're going to a tasting at a liquor store. You're not just someone from sales standing behind the booth doing a tasting. You're someone taking photos with people, Mm -hmm. getting interviews. You're basically being used as like a human marketing prop. Mm -hmm. So if you're an influencer getting invited to like a third party brand event, you're usually getting compensated for your time, for your travel, for your time, for your energy. So what I'm saying is like Carl as a public figure, yes, that's his job, but he's being utilized as a public figure to promote the brand and probably not being compensated for it, I could assume. So like, I'm sure, you know, he has equity in the company. And like, I'm sure in the beginning, it's all fun and games because like all ships rise together, whatever that Mm -hmm. saying is. But I'm sure after a while when you're like,
0: there's nothing like the feeling of being confident in your own skin. It's something that I have struggled with in the past, which is why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best with no complicated routines, no multiple-step protocols, just simple, scientifically-validated solutions. Right now, I'm using the OS1 Eye Topical Supplement to help strengthen and firm the skin around my eyes. So far, I've noticed it has improved hydration and improved firmness. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support the show and tell them I sent you because I love you like a sis
1: breaking your back, it's probably, like, I'm not making enough for this shit. Yeah. This is all just assumptions. But if I had to draw a conclusion, like, that's what I think is going on. And I think that's what they can't really talk about and break the third wall on the show and be, like, dude, like, I'm a public figure.
0: Right. And not to mention, when you think of the progression of Lover Boy at the beginning it would be different because carl was still drinking but then we yeah. go through the pandemic where everything stops he mm-hmm. loses his brother you know due to addiction mm-hmm. he decides to get sober and then you come out of the pandemic where you then have all of those type of you know responsibilities but but it's not the same as it was 2 years ago so i'm like how i don't understand how it's hard for Kyle to figure that out or even put two and two together, but he automatically thinks that it's Lindsay. And I think Lindsay gets, you know, branded the publicist a lot, you know, by her cast and by people on social media who they're like, Oh, she does this because she was a former publicist. Mm -hmm. She says this because she's a former publicist. Do you notice any of those types of things? Like, do you think she does that?
1: I think they're all a lot more calculated than the public thinks. Um, I think Bravo has this format, which I I feel like I say this a lot behind the scenes and maybe not as much publicly, but happy to say it publicly. This is, again, just my opinion. But I think that Bravo kind of, for all of their shows across the board, has reinforced this narrative of your job isn't secure, so you need to have a good season.
0: Mm-hmm. If you don't
1: bring the drama, we might not bring you back next season.
0: Absolutely. So then
1: what happens is you see people pushing the boundaries, pushing the boundaries, pushing the boundaries until they're so hated they have no choice but to leave. We saw Lisa Vanderpump right. do it. We saw Lisa Rinna do it. We've seen it happens. Not really with Hannah Burner because I think that was more of like a bad edit. But we've seen these people like keep bringing it and bringing it and bringing it until they're like so kind of out of touch with reality. Mm -hmm. And I think not just as it pertains to Lindsay. I think a lot of people on these shows and on these casts save storylines for the cameras. Mm -hmm. So, for example, like they're getting engaged during the summer. They're having birthday parties at the house. They're, I don't
0: know, whatever it is. Saving Maya's fight with Lindsay, you know, that they yes. had in L.A. that was two months later that then gets brought yes. up. A year one. later, we're seeing a fight
1: on air. Yeah. So, point being, I don't think it's just her. I think everyone across the board saves their drama. And it's not that it's like fake drama, but they're saving these heavy convers- conversations for TV, because they know the more they have on air, the more of a chance they have of being brought back next season. So Bravo's kind of created like this beast in a little sense. monsters. Yes. <laughs> yes, do, literally. You think,
0: do you think that's what Danielle is doing?
1: I bet Danielle was feeling these feelings. Like I bet she was feeling them and keeping them in, but I do think a lot of, I think Part of me kind of in a sense feels bad for Danielle because although I don't agree with her, they're all persuading her. Mm-hmm. Like if you have someone in your ear being like, She's such a bad friend to you, she's yeah. so this, she takes advantage of you, Danielle's getting fired up. Yeah. And like, I don't even know if it's like Danielle going in with a plan. I think it's like she's feeling some type of way. Then everyone in the house is like, Oh, you like you're finally seeing it. You're fine. They're reinforcing all these feelings that she's having. I feel like right they're almost like going hard to get her on the I hate Lindsay bandwagon Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: it's just fueling the fire.
0: Well, I also hate too that like, you know, in one of Danielle's last confessionals on this week's episode, she's like, I don't regret it. You know, I don't regret standing up to her and, and people say like, Oh, Danielle finally got a backbone. And I'm like, I don't necessarily consider, listening to Paige and Amanda and automatically taking their opinion because they're finishing your thoughts, you know, mm. your drunken thoughts by, you know, like they're they're all sitting in the room. Let me try to explain this better. And Paige is like or she's like I feel like um Lindsay and she's like dulls your shine. You know like saying things just planting the seeds in her head and then and then Danielle twists it and says, "Oh, well, I have a backbone." And it's like, "No, taking other people's opinions and making them your own doesn't to me scream. You have a backbone. That to me kind of says mm. that they manipulated you in this situation. or their plans and, in the seed. Yeah. Made it worse. That's kind
1: of what I'm saying. Like, I do feel like they're influencing these negative feelings towards Lindsay, which back to my initial point from the jump is like, they don't like Lindsay for other reasons. Mm-hmm. And they're, using the relationship with Carl as like finally the thing that they could be like, gotcha. Yeah. Like caught ya. Do you know what I mean? It's like the relationship is the tangible thing for them to latch onto. It's their first excuse to be like, this is why we don't like you.
0: Do you have a theory on why they actually don't like her? Because I have one.
1: Um, not per se. And like I've met Lindsay like many times. She's come on my podcast and I think she would – even admit this like she's not like super warm all the time to everyone I've yeah. seen on the show mm-hmm. I feel like she is very guarded and mm-hmm. I'm sure it comes down to just like maybe some personalities like not clicking or not gelling or whatever it is I don't know her well enough to like know what they don't like about her but I just feel like they're always making little comments like I, I just don't get the vibe they, they fuck with her, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just don't get the vibe. Like, I don't know what it is or why. I just don't think they like her. They all talk shit. Like, yeah. cameras go down, you hear them at the reunions, like, chattering.
0: Yeah. I also think that it all stemmed from what Lindsay brings up on camera. You know, with Amanda, it was the whole... Uh, cheating rumor that happened, I think like season three where she was like, I heard a rumor, Kyle, that you cheated on Amanda Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. April and then then Lindsay brings it up on camera. And then you have a very similar situation with the Kristen, Paige, and Craig love triangle where she brings it up on camera. And, you know, even at that reunion, I think, I don't know if it was at the reunion, but there was some time where Paige had said, you know, this this is a a reoccurring theme with Lindsay where she brings these things up on camera. And it's like, if you're my actual friend, wouldn't you tell me? But it's like, if you don't want somebody to bring something up on camera, reality TV might not be the career path for you. It's kind of like, I have, I have, okay. I'm trying to think how I feel about that because
1: I get it. I'd be like, why do you have to bring this up on camera? But then I get the counter argument of like, why wouldn't I, you yes. know, I understand, but it goes back to exactly what I just said about how people save conversations for camera. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. think it's just exclusive to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone does it. I think people or people present themselves at least a certain way. Like if you want to be a goody two shoes on camera, you're going to be a goody two shoes and then off camera go be a raging psycho. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I people, it, pe- everyone's hiding something or showing a certain side. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I think that's a good point, that it could be those things. I think it's been years and years of build up.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like
1: said, this is what they're pegging it on. This yeah. is their, their excuse now.
0: Definitely. I also, you know, when you said that people kind of want to shield... you know, the public from things. I feel like it was made pretty apparent in this week's episode with Robert and Danielle. Um, I don't know if you got the chance to watch this week's episode, have you? Mm -hmm. Okay, because, you know, they have that conversation in their apartment. And to me, he just looks completely like checked out. And I don't know if maybe I am judging him too harshly on that one conversation. But then obviously it begs the question, and I asked this on my social media this week, like, do we think it's more that Danielle is projecting onto Lindsay or do we think that Lindsay is neglecting her friendship with Danielle? And I honestly think that it's both, but do you see like a way for these two to ever be back? I mean, I, I also looked at Danielle's Instagram comments cause I, I just am not really seeing anything that Lindsay's doing that warrants this huge fallout. And, and yeah. all Dan, all Danielle says is like, you'll see, you'll see, keep watching. You'll see. And it's like, at this point though, I, I almost think it's too far gone because it's like anything I, and, and we, we do have to see how extreme yeah. it is. But at this point, anything that Lindsay would do would be in response to the things that Danielle is currently doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. just completely out of the blue, yes. that yes, that's what you're blue like blows up and gets activated. So, I mean, what are your overall thoughts on the feud? And do you think that they'll reconcile?
1: It seems like a really silly thing to end a friendship to me. Yeah. It seems. I try to look at it. I don't know, because I have two sides to this. I have the side of I've been like Danielle before where I've given, 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 given to friendships mm-hmm. and they're not giving back. And you're like, what's this bringing to my life? What value is this bringing? Like our whole relationship relies on like me helping you, mm-hmm. and me giving you advice and you doing nothing for me. So like I've been in that situation if Danielle's feeling that way, which it seems like she is. I've also been in situations where friends have gotten boyfriends and it's like, That's aging. That's maturing. That's what happens when you meet your person. You become a unit. Like you guys go on, they go on vacations together. They spend all their time together. Like that's kind of part of like, you just got to deal with it. Yeah, And and that doesn't mean you can't have your girl times and you're this and you're that, but it's not going to be maybe as
0: frequent. Yeah. It just looks different.
1: Yeah. And I think back to your point about Robert, I think there's a few things happening. It does feel like projection to me especially knowing now they're not together any longer. Mm. I think also I think it's different. How do I word this? Because I really like Danielle. So I'm not I don't want to be rude. I think I think when you can't see your partner because of like something like a job, it's easy to be like, I like going out. I like seeing my friends. True. Because the option isn't there to always be attached to him. True. But the second that we saw an opportunity for her to go out and be wild and he was present, she wanted to go to bed early. Yeah. So it's like, do you really want to like be going out and drinking all the time? Or are you just doing it because you really don't have an option because your boyfriend works – 80 hours a week.
0: Yeah, that is such a good point. And I mean, I am in that situation too. My fiance lives in London. So yeah. we're all the time back and forth. Yes. So it's like when he's here, I cherish our time so much together that I hoard him a little yeah. bit, you know? And then when he's not here, that's when I'm texting my girlfriends and like, let's have a girl's day. Maybe that means I'm a bad friend. I don't know. But that's, when- that's my point. That That's just human nature is my, yeah. yeah. you know? I do. I feel you. What is your opinion on Craig and Paige's relationship?
1: I don't really know if I have an opinion like on their relationship. Like it feels like it works for them. I've been i'm not a huge southern charm watcher like mm. i've tuned in and i've tuned out and i've seen little bits of it and i just like kind of know who he is from like winter house and like obviously from summer uh southern charm but like i don't really know his whole history much other than like the basics i mean i think they seem happy together like i feel like they wouldn't be in it if they weren't i agree with her though about like you couldn't pay me to move to South Carolina <laughs> tomorrow. Like yeah. Being a girl living in New York now, LA, it's like I'm like Paige. Like we're like Italian. We're from like you know. Like we have yeah. gotten My upbringing is most like Paige of anyone on the show. So I'm like, you can't put like my Italian ass.
0: I'm <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah, with what? the paisley prince <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I could
1: never. So like, I feel for her because I'm like, if the love of my life was in Charleston, like I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Like, I don't blame her for wanting to hold on to staying in New York. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if I'm head over heels in love. Am I just wearing, Lulu like, Lily Pulitzer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be thankful that it's not us in that position and it's her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really don't know. <laughs> So also, uh, you know, Summer House related, not on the episode, Sierra and Maya announced Mm -hmm. this week that they are dropping a new podcast. I think it's called Codependent. Yes, Yes, I saw that. What are your thoughts on that? I'm honestly shocked that not one other, well, I guess Paige with Giggly Squad, but that there's no other Summer House podcasts. Yeah, that is interesting.
1: I think Carl had one like a while ago for like a minute and like I'm talking like in 2018. Um, I think it's great. Sure. Like, yeah, I don't know what they're going to talk about, but <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, just like, I don't even mean that in a shady way. Like I didn't see what they said it like the theme is or anything, but yeah. I like Ciara. Like I, I've hung out with her in New York. Um, I, Maya seems cool. Like, I don't know. I think why not more, you know, more power. Yeah,
0: I know people are being kind of negative about it on social media, they? But they, they are. I mean, people are just negative in general. I feel like anytime. and I don't necessarily think that this season of Summer House is doing them any favors to then launch yes. a podcast. Um, However, what I will say and something I find interesting that we don't really see on the show, they're like best friends and mm. they seem to have a lot of fun together. And we I don't know we don't see any of that. So I'm hoping that maybe, you know, obviously it's part of my job to listen to all these people's podcasts. Yeah. I'm hoping that maybe we'll be able to see a little bit more of their personalities shine when they're not being edited away into nothing. Yeah. Um, But I know people are just like automatically being pessimistic about it. And I get it. Not everybody needs a podcast. I get the argument. People probably say that about me too. So I'll give Sierra and Maya uh, my best shot. But like, it doesn't
1: hurt anyone to have one.
0: Like it's
1: viewers if they want to tune in.
0: And and like you said, like their jobs are not guaranteed. And especially when you consider Sierra moved her whole entire life from Atlanta to New York City. Like what happens if they don't get asked back? They better have something going on that can generate revenue. I'm all
1: about people trying different things like does the public care? Like if you don't want someone's podcast, just don't listen. Don't listen to it. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel. That's why I'm like, I don't care. Like yeah. whatever you want. There's so many podcasts out there. I don't listen to half of them. And like, yeah. or I do, or if they have a good interview or guest on, like I'll probably be tuning in, you know? Right.
0: Right. To wrap things up, what do you think that Summerhouse should do moving forward? Oh, oh, I have the best idea. You got it. <laughs> I, I like pitch this to
1: Bravo. And my this, I mean, I just tagged them all over. <laughs> I don't even care. Don't even give me credit. Just do this. I think, um, and they're also, they kind of are doing it because we're seeing Summerhouse Mar- Summerhouse Martha Vineyard come out. Yes. They launched or they announced. I said that they should take this current cast of characters because we want to follow Paige and Craig. We want to follow Carl and Lindsay, Kyle and Amanda. Like we, we care about them now we're invested and I don't want to see them off TV. I don't want Mm -hmm. to take their jobs from them. What I think they need to do is turn it into like a Southern charm slash like housewifes type of vibe and film Mm -hmm. them in New York City. And they could do cash trips to the Hamptons, kind of like how housewives do cash trips. Mm -hmm. And I think they should just do it in the city, follow their lives, not in this house. And then I think they should recast Summer House, all new, young, single cast, people that want to hook up with each other, people that are actually dating, going out, all the same age, diverse people. I think that's the smartest PR strategy for them moving forward.
0: Yeah, it makes total sense because like you said these people are growing up they're in their late 30s early 40s they want to get married they want to have babies like they're just not going to be going to the hamptons every weekend it's just not
1: believable that they even want to be in that house all together it's
0: like <laughs> yeah you, you guys need each other like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially like they can't even use all the rooms anymore yeah. they're gonna, like bunk up <laughs> i'm like you guys literally
1: don't want to hang out <laughs> this is painful i think that's the issue it's like
0: yeah come on. Well, Alyssa, if Bravo uses that, you can totally claim credit. You can bill them for your 10% royalty. I had so much fun chatting summer house with you. Please tell everyone if they don't know where they can find you on social media and your podcast, where they can find you.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, My podcast, I talk about pop culture, body image, taboo female topics. It's called Tea with Publicity. It's a play on words between my nickname, list and the word publicity. So it's P-U-B-L-Y-S-S-I-T-Y. And my handles are publicity across Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, you name it. So thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for coming. We'll talk soon. Thanks. All right. Thanks again for listening to another episode of MPT. If you haven't left your review yet, please do so. I'm sad because my fiance leaves in two days. He's going back to London for two months and I'm disassociating my feelings. I'm suppressing all types of emotions. So if you want to send a little love you like a sis, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Don't forget, we did extra pop this week. We broke down episodes four through six of Love is Blind. Another Bachelor Brain Dump is coming out tomorrow, Friday on the Patreon. The link is in the description below. Thanks again for hanging out. See you next week. And as always, love you like a sis.